This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. It is Tuesday, April 30th, the last day of April, and this is, in fact, Winning Cures Everything. I'm your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. You can follow the show, at Winning Cures. You can also follow the show on Facebook, YouTube, your favorite podcast app, whatever it is. Just go over to winningcureseverything.com. It's got everything you need over there. Uh, Sorry for the delay today. Uh, We had some issues with YouTube for whatever reason. Uh, It did not want to live stream. We fixed a few things. Everything's working fine now. Uh, If you want to, jump in the comments section. Leave us some comments during the show. Uh, Today's show should be pretty quick because we are running behind. But would it really be a Winning Cures Everything show if it was not running behind That's the question that I beg of you. Uh, The show, as always, brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Promo code WCE50 is going to get you a 50% deposit bonus. You put in $500, you're going to get $250 back. You put in $100, you're going to get $50 back, etc., etc. The best online sportsbook out there, uh, the best online sportsbook layout, and it's perfect for recreational gamblers, right? You want to put $25 on a game, $50 on a game, $100 on a game, something like that. This is your spot. Go check it out for yourself. MyBookie.ag. Use promo code WCE50. When you sign up, you'll get a 50% deposit bonus. Here are today's topics, and we're going to fly through them, okay? So make sure you keep up. I'm going to explain the FBI case because I got some requests from people that are wondering who is actually on trial here. It is not the college basketball coaches. So... Let's let's jump into uh, that part here in just a minute. But ESPN, the magazine, is ceasing to uh, to publish very soon. Tennessee sports gambling was legalized, and I'm going to give you some daily picks. So let's jump into topic number one. Uh, we will explain the FBI case on uh, the college hoops corruption scandal. The trial basically is Christian Dawkins and Merle Code. So there were three. College basketball assistant coaches, uh, let's see, Arizona's Emmanuel Book Richardson, USC's Tony Bland, and Oklahoma State's Lamont Evans. All three of those have already agreed to plea deals. Uh, they pled guilty to one felony count of bribery. Uh, Dawkins and Code entered pleas of not guilty, and they are the ones that are on trial right now. Merle Code uh, worked for Adidas. He was a consultant, uh, former Nike employee, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Dawkins was an upstart sports agent, and these two worked together, but also separately doing their own deals and whatnot. Uh, Dawkins is basically accused of uh, making bribery payments to these coaches and to other people, paying players, paying everybody else. Same thing with Merle Code. Uh, Code is accused of... Let's see, June 2017, Code was recruited to work for a new sports management company formed by Dawkins. Uh, Prosecutors say Code's job was to introduce Dawkins and his partners to college basketball coaches for the purposes of ultimately bribing them. Basically, they are accused of paying coaches to bring them players. That's what this whole thing is about. The first trial was actually about the defraudment of universities. And whether or not these guys, along with James, with, uh, with James Gatto from Adidas, whether they or not they were defrauding universities by basically giving them ineligible basketball players. Right? 
that's yes, they were found guilty, but there was no defraudment going on here. These basketball, uh, not just coaches, but also the the programs themselves, knew what they were getting when they got these basketball players. That's just how it is. Moral code, Christian Dawkins. They yes, what they were doing was against NCAA rules. This is a, a very interesting case because it basically expands the federal charges, right? The reason that the payments are wrong, college athletes are supposed to be amateurs. So if you pay them outside of what they're supposed to get from the school, whether it's clothing, uh, travel trips, stuff like that, um, you know, any kind of money, anything like that, that rules them ineligible. Now, they're only ineligible if the NCAA catches you uh, and you can prove it and whatnot, but um, coaches and other team staff cannot facilitate contact between student-athletes and agents or financial advisors. Basically, Dawkins and Code were paying these assistant coaches and bribing them, which it's federal bribery charges of government officials because the assistants work at state universities. Um, but this, the whole thing is goofy. Absolutely goofy. And that's what's actually happening in the trial right now is Code and Dawkins' attorneys are trying to prove that there was no bribery. These were willing participants. These were people that wanted to do whatever it took to get these players. Book Richardson, he made $250,000 a year, and he was in financial trouble because he paid players out of his own pocket. Will Wade, they talked about, he told Book Richardson that he had $300,000 for Nas Reed. Now, that's not coming out of his pocket. That's going to be from a booster or whoever else. But these coaches knew what they were doing. They were, not, they were not bribed. They were nothing like that. They were willing participants in this. And they, in and of themselves, were actually paying players sometimes. So I'm not going to talk about things that happened today. We'll let everything end up coming out, and then we'll kind of rehash it. But, uh, but that is what is going on with the FBI hoops case because a lot of people don't actually understand what is happening. Let's move into the next topic. ESPN, the magazine, is going to cease to exist in September of this year. Uh, they Deadline.com put up that they arrived at the same conclusion as many other magazines uh, in a challenged marketplace. They are halting publication of its monthly print edition starting in September. They have been a magazine for 21 years. This is not hard to figure out. Uh, the Disney unit did not rule out the possibility of putting out themed print issues which, that makes perfect sense, right? The body issue was always the best-selling one. Uh, anytime somebody wins a championship, Sports Illustrated does this. A lot of other, I mean, teams do it, right? You print up a magazine that or a book that celebrates that team, and then you sell it. You sell it to fans of that team. Um, with ESPN, it, it's not hard to figure this out. Magazines do not sell because everybody reads their news. It's the same thing with newspapers. Magazines don't sell. Everybody has an iPad, an iPhone, uh, an Android device, a laptop, whatever. You can read everything that you need to online. Now, whether you're paying for a subscription or 
uh, just actually getting free news from ESPN.com or whatever, all of the stuff that is in ESPN the magazine could easily be put online and be read by way more people. And it costs less money, right? That's why most people get into the internet uh, websites and whatnot anyway, is because the production and the distribution is basically free. So you don't have to try and run a printing press. You don't have to do... I mean, there was no purpose in ESPN the magazine. Now, it ran for 21 years, but it lost money uh, for quite a while afterwards. Advertising sales were next to nothing. Uh, Basically, starting in like 2008 is when they started losing money on this deal. It never made sense to print this magazine. And now they have finally decided they're done. Right? So the next question is, when is Sports Illustrated going to stop? When is uh, Sporting News and all these other ones that, that come out? The I can always see the football previews that come out. I can see those having a place in the market. But, yeah, the, there was no reason for ESPN the magazine anymore. Uh, let's move on to the next topic. Tennessee sports gambling was legalized. Always good. Always a big deal. Uh, despite being opposed to the legalization of gambling, Governor Bill Lee says he will allow a Tennessee sports betting bill to become law without his signature. This is a massive thing. Tennessee will be the first state that will not allow brick-and-mortar stores, so basically casinos, kiosks, whatever, uh, but they will allow online gambling. It was approved last week in the House of Representatives, 58-37 to were the votes, and the Senate Bill 16, it narrowly passed on a vote of 19 to 12. Uh, this is it basically 51 to 40 was the vote that you need to know about. The Senate approved it. Tennessee will have legalized sports gambling starting in July. Now, the way that they do this, they have a certain number of licenses. Different companies come in and buy those licenses. So you're not going to have a, a marketplace that's completely overrun. Tennessee believes that they, well, they project that they will make $50 million a year from tax revenue from sports gambling online. Now, I don't know if that's the case yet because that is a a really high figure, but I, I could see where it would jump that high. There's a lot of people in Nashville, a lot of people in Memphis, and the surrounding states will all come to the borders. I, I think if you look at the geofencing stats, you will see the Alabama border, the Mississippi border, the Arkansas border, the Kentucky border, the Missouri border, uh, North Carolina's border. All of these will become massive spots for people that want to gamble online. They will run across the border, make their bet, and then drive back. It, it's, it's pretty crazy to think about. Um, but in, I, I have heard people doing this for horse racing where they drive from Mississippi up to the Tennessee state line, which that was already legal. You could drive to the state line, put in your horse bet, drive back home. It's going to happen a ton. Tennessee is going to make a ton of money off of this. Uh, This was a good decision by the Tennessee House of Representatives, by the Senate, basically by the Tennessee government to allow this. Uh, They are one up on Mississippi as far as sports gambling goes. Online sports gambling, I believe, will make significantly more money than uh, than brick and mortar. 
which is the only thing that Mississippi has right now. All right, let's do the daily picks before we get out of here. I've got several tonight. I got the Celtics plus seven at the Bucks. I've got Rockets plus five and a half at the Warriors. I've got the Astros and the Twins over seven and a half. Yankees and Diamondbacks, no score in the first inning. Uh, Blue Jays, money line against the Angels. And Pirates team total under five and a half tonight. As always, you can go get the picks over at winningcureseverything.com. Chris and I will be going live here in just a little bit. We're going to go on and do our hour-long podcast that we do uh, every week. We have not done the last couple of weeks, but we're jumping back in tonight. We're going to talk about the NFL draft, et cetera, et cetera, along with some NBA and everything else. But, uh, but yeah, hop in for that one. Share the show out. Leave some nice reviews on the, uh, on the podcast. We appreciate you guys being here, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.